Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CONCACAF Champions League Review Show. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another special edition of the Foyer Seems Fire American Soccer Show, the CONCACAF Champions League Finals First Leg Review Show, as we talk about, of course, those clubs uh, in the region of CONCACAF in the first leg in this championship final. And you saw a very very entertaining first leg down in Mexico at Club Leon. And when you watch that match, um, it was exciting. It was a lot of fun, a lot of drama, a lot of action, as I said. Even though if you are an LAFC fan, you're grateful. You got away with uh, at least scoring an away goal that will help you out tremendously. But let's really delve into this situation because let's be honest with ourselves here. When you have a player that gets interviewed by the media, depending on what is being said to him by the coaching staff, or maybe he has his own opinions about basically, basically, uh, how he thinks uh, the opposition is going to be and has that opinion of, well, I don't know if they're technical enough for me or uh, they play more on emotion instead of being technical and I, I just don't see them uh, being dangerous enough. You know, that's already a recipe for disaster. And as good of a player as Timothy Tillman is, and we all know about his brother Malik that plays currently at Rangers and the Scottish Premier League, um, in my mind, while you're being interviewed by the American soccer media as well as the Mexican soccer media, football media, you are going to probably say some things that are going to be considered bulletin board material. And the truth of the matter is, is that that is the one thing that should have been not given before that first leg final began. And for Mr. Tillman, in that opening half, Club Leon did exactly what they wanted to do. They scored two goals. And yes, even though VAR came into play to give Club Leon that penalty kick attempt, and yes, they converted it, everyone's already thinking to themselves, LAFC is in big trouble. Yes, big, big trouble. Because, like we've already said, you don't want them to get any bulletin board material to be used while you are battling them down in their ground. Club Leon took advantage of that, and Club Leon got the 2-0 lead in the aggregate. And all match long, I mean, I don't know if 
you would say LAFC showed too much respect. Maybe they felt a little bit, uh, I would say, maybe overwhelmed maybe a little bit, which they really shouldn't be because they've already won a championship in the MLS Cup final. But once again, this is, this is the international club title of the Confederation. This is for a spot for the FIFA Club World Cup that will be coming somewhere down the road with the new version of it. But once again, you're also carrying the flag of Major League Soccer. You're carrying the flag of Major League Soccer on the International Cup competitions. And once you start to do that, yes, at times it could be a bigger weight on the shoulders. But as I've said to you already, the way that Club Leon came out, they heard those comments, and trust me, they understand English. They know what was said. There's a translator over there that informed them of what was said in the media. And, you know, that's going to be a hard lesson to learn, a very, very hard lesson to learn. Because what cannot happen, what cannot happen is this. It could not give cannon fodder to the opposition because that match could have been 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, and then only one away goal in the second leg at BMO Stadium would have been it over done with. Because I'm guaranteeing you right now, Leon would not have been bunkering in for the entire 90 minutes. They would be going for that away goal, and they would be going hard for it. And once they'd gotten it in that second leg, obviously, it's all over. But I give Steve Steve Chirundolo credit for recouping the guys at halftime and moving forward and attacking and attacking and attacking. Because the truth of the matter is this. One goal to the back of the net against Club Leon, and it's a whole new ball game. Now, granted, 2-0 is on the aggregate is not that bad. But being down 2-1... And you have that away goal, now the stakes get raised. Now you go home. Now all you have to do is have that one goal. And you are level on aggregate 2-2, but you lead on away goals 1-0. But the truth of the matter is this. Steve Trelundlo is not going to be fighting for one goal and then bunker in. No, he won't do that because he's home, and he knows when he's at home, it's an advantage. And they've got to go out there, take advantage of their situations, get ready to go, get ready to battle, and get ready for one of the biggest fights in their lives. You know, when they were in the final of the CONCACAF Champions League in 2020, when the pandemic hit and everything had to be paused, 
And they were taking on Tigris. Yes, they did get the first goal of the match because at that time, they decided to make everything single elimination matches. Because that's what, you know, that's what they had to do to restart the competition. That's what had to happen. And until we get to going back to normal, which where we are now, we're back to normal, obviously. We're back to normal. But the truth of the matter is, is that when you got a battle against a club like that under Tuca Ferretti, who is one of the best managers at that time in Liga MX, you know, it's not just a battle with who is on the roster. It's also a battle for, at the time, Bob Bradley as the head coach against one of the better club managers in all of Mexico. And Bob Bradley is one of the better club managers in the United States. Once again, it's a situation where this club that has been doing so well in league play um, had to sacrifice the Open Cup because of their position being so deep in the CONCACAF Champions League that they had to sacrifice that. But still, though, the situation is that here is their opportunity. Not just to say we are going to represent Los Angeles and we're going to win this, but we are going to follow in the footsteps of what the Seattle Sounders have done last year. Because the truth of the matter is this. This is not about what can LAFC do. It's more about what can MLS do. Because even though LAFC will be representing Major League Soccer here in these finals, it is extra pressure for them right now to continue the victories and to raise the trophy. Because it is up to them now to say, yes, you may think the Sounders won it on a fluke because Pumas just did not look good enough for them. Uh, last season for League MX to represent them. But we are here. We are here to represent the league, and we are here to represent American soccer, and we are here to say we are going to continue this and make it two in a row. Club Leon, give them credit for getting all the way to the final this year. And listen, I I don't poo-poo them for reaching it, but the truth is past history in whenever they qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League, Club Leon has not been that club. Yeah, you can give credit to or respect to Club America, Guadalajara Chivas, Cruz Azul, Santos Laguna, Monterrey, because they've reached the finals. And either they've won it or they've lost it against their fellow Liga MX sides because they fight each other every single time. And for them, for them to get back into the final, representing Liga MX and, of course, for Club Leon, it's the first time they are in the final. This is the big question mark that they're going to have. 
are you going to show everyone in this region that you are just going to be like those other big-time clubs have done it before in Mexico, in Liga MX, in this competition? That is what's in front of them. That is what's in front of Club Leon. Are, are you now a part of the big boys in Liga MX? And I'm not just saying this just to sound like I know more than anyone else does. Look, up and down Mexico, we all know the rosters are stronger, they're better. There's no casualties, there's no cap hits, there's no issues when it comes to the roster sizes. We all know this. But, but, they spend money like it's nothing. Yeah, sure, they'll get all the uh, South American players to come up and play these League MX teams, but they also have strong local talent themselves. And it wasn't so much it's about a name. It's about how they were managed. And the truth is, you know, we're being honest with ourselves here. They are managed very well. So that's what we have here. That's the situation. And all you can do is go out, find a way, if you're LAFC, to go out, find a way, and do the damage. So that's all we need to see. We are going to see on Sunday night a hell of a second leg final at BMO Stadium in downtown Los Angeles. Without a doubt, we're going to have a hell of a second leg final. We had a hell of a first leg final. Uh, a lot of action, a lot of great moments. All we can do, all we can do is just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And once again, get ready on Fox Sports 1 to watch Los Angeles Football Club, LAFC, taking on Club Leon in the second leg in the CONCACAF Champions League Finals of 2023. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, this will be the last edition of the current format of the CONCACAF Champions League as we get ready for 2024. So get ready. Have some fun. We're going to enjoy ourselves. Everything is going to be fantastic and i cannot wait for it i cannot wait for it it's going to be exciting it's going to be a lot of fun and it's all going to be a bunch of fireworks now let's go ahead and review the first leg of the 2023 concacaf champions league finals and waiting for uh my first guest tonight of course she is on the heart of lafc podcast and uh it, it is Araceli Villanueva and, 
uh, just waiting for her to give me the call, and there she is on time as always. Araceli, thank you for joining me tonight. Um, you know, I, I think that first half by LAFC was very, very strange. I, I did not expect them to get uh, down and out the way they were in the first 45. How did you assess this match as a whole in your thoughts? Well, first off, thank you again for having me on tonight. And as far as the match uh, performance goes for LAFC, look, I'll be honest. I I always try to be very optimistic when it comes to these type of matches. But watching that first half, it was clear and obvious that Leon was out on a mission, essentially. They were out for revenge. They came out strong. They were um, getting LAFC on the counter and just really being a pain in their side, essentially speaking. Uh, but I'm glad to see that LESC at least kind of bounced back in a way going into the second half. I'm very curious to hear what Sharondolo told him at halftime to kind of give him that little bit of a spark. Obviously, Leon was still dominating the match, but you, you could see moments from LESC that they were starting to come back into it especially with, like, McCarthy's double save right there in the 77th minute. So, overall, it was a very strange performance from LEFC, one that we're not used to seeing. But, again, I'm glad to see. Are you there? Whoop, no. I screwed that up. I will get her back. I will get her back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't worry. I will get her back on. I forgot to... um, unmute myself at that time. I will get her. And... And uh, we'll have her on right away. There she is. Sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. I got that all fixed up for us, so we're good to go. Uh, My question to you, Araceli, was this, was that um, did you feel Tim, Tim, you know, um, Tim Sullivan, um, Timmy Tillman's comments, uh, before the first leg started, do you think Club Leon was concentrating on that, um, to go after LAFC because it was basically bulletin board material for them? Oh, I think there was absolutely a great chance that Club Leon took his words to heart and tried to show him that there is strength in Liga MX. But again, I, I really, when it, when it comes to his comments, I just kind of take it more as a tongue in cheek. Because if you look at any type of matchup of this caliber, there's always going to be talk from either side. Very true. Very, very true. And, we'll, and you know, hopefully uh, they won't haunt him in that second leg, and we'll see what happens uh, from that point on. Uh, but like I said already, the second leg, to me, uh, we saw the best out of LAFC. They were attacking. Obviously, Leon was attacking. McCarthy looked solid in net in that second half. And then finally, uh, Denny, Denny Bawanga comes up big once again, gets that, uh, that, that away goal to at least save the aggregate because it could have been a lot worse. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I'm not sure how much of my first answer you heard before our uh, connection got dropped there. Uh, apologies on my end for that. But 
in terms of like the second half, seeing LAFC just kind of have that spark come back to life and get those moments. It, you said it right there with McCarthy's double save in the 77th minute and Bawanga. I mean, let, let's be honest. It was more of a Gareth Bale stylist goal right there in stoppage time. And now LAFC is sitting in a very, fairly good spot moving forward. Mm-hmm. No, very true. They really are. Um, and, of course, you know, uh, VAR, you know, it's all part of everything now in CONCACAF, Champions League, MLS. You're not, you know, immune to it. Neither am I. Uh, it's now part of the whole system. When the penalty was being – well, the shouts for the penalty were taking a, were being looked at. Did you think that was intentional, or did you think that was just more uh, a defensive posture from the LAFC defender when the ball was being played towards uh, the attacker who had a good position to put that shot on frame, even though his, his arm was up? Personally, and this may be a hot take here, I don't think it should have been a penalty because I did look back at that footage, and to me it just seemed more of a natural position defending-wise. As far as VAR is concerned with it being used in either MLS, CCL, or any other league, really, there's always been a pushback when it comes to using VAR. And I think for that call in particular was one of those moments where it it was kind of helpful in a way, but we can do without <laughs> well, that's always going to be the big argument, isn't it? That's always going to be the huge argument. You know, should we have VAR? Should we not have VAR? Should we have some form of a replay uh, intervening in some of these big matches? But look, um, it's here to stay, unfortunately, and we'll just have to wait and see what's going to happen. So, second leg coming to BMO Stadium. What certain things did you view you think Torundolo is going to have to address for that second leg coming up on Sunday night? I would hope to see Torundolo attack the uh, defensive end a little bit more, if not the attack itself, because we are, even though I mentioned we are in a fairly good position, there is no doubt that Club Leon wants that revenge. They want to have that chance. And it was clear and obvious, especially in the first half that we all saw. So, again, I, I would hope that Sarandua would focus a little bit more on the defensive end. But, I mean, it, it's hard to predict, unfortunately, especially when you look at our roster and who is available. Um, I know that there's still question marks like around Kalini and Acosta. So it, it's going to be one of those trivial moments almost up until – the moment uh, or an hour before kickoff, I should say, then we start to realize that. And I want to go back to Bowanga for a moment because I think, you know, if there's going to be a Golden Boot Award given out in the Champions League final, I I think he's going to get it. I mean, he has been just tremendous, not just in MLS play, but, I mean, basically the spark was lit when they were down in Aluenza in the round of 16 in the first leg, and he's just been nonstop ever since. I, I, to me, he deserves the golden boot uh, in the Champions League once we are done in the second leg. Oh, no, I absolutely agree. I would hope to see Bawanga lift that trophy of anything else, regardless of what happens in the final, because 
as you said, as you said, they he has had outstanding performances up until this moment. I believe it was Alalahenze. Please, correct me if I'm wrong here. That he even got the hat trick in. So every match no, has been a stellar. Every match has been an absolute stellar performance from him. No, it really has been, and at least in this run with Chiro, with Chirundolo, excuse me, with uh, Steve Chirundolo, um, you know, he really has pushed the right buttons in in this run in the Champions League uh, for Concacaf. And I guess the big question is this: Do you think he still has a couple of tricks up his sleeve, or do you think he's going to stick with uh, what he's got uh, in the second leg from what uh, he showed in the first leg? I think this kind of goes back to the first question in the sense of, you know, is he going to go on the defensive end or the attacking end? Because, look at, again, looking at the roster, there is still a few floating question marks around certain players. But knowing Sharundalo for the last year and a half, he's definitely had those tricks up his sleeve where when you even start to kind of question him a little bit and then LESC ends up getting the result, it's kind of, okay, he does know what he's doing. So I have no doubt that he's definitely planning something. Oh, very true. If I can ask you this, what is the one thing you're a little concerned about, not just what's going to happen in the second leg on Sunday, but before what happened uh, on Wednesday night down in Club Leon Stadium, uh, what was the one concern you had with LAFC before the finals began? Are you referring to the run of play or the fans? Uh, well, I was going to say the goalkeeping, but uh, that's just me. But if you have a problem with the fans, you go ahead and say it. <laughs> no, I, I do not have a problem with the fans, except for okay. the fact that I, 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 what I meant by that is I do remember watching Club Wayon at um, when it was still the the bank um, three years ago, and the Leon fans they took up more than half of the stadium. So I won't be surprised if it's the same situation again on Sunday. But going to the goalkeeping, if I have any concerns, it would just be that um, Leon would force LEFC into making defensive errors. Yeah, I agree with you there. That's that's the one. That's also the one concern I have uh, as well. And um, I'm just glad to see that you're you're pointing out those issues. And hopefully, obviously, that we want Torundolo to uh, make sure that does not happen in the second leg. So you're expecting uh, BMO Stadium to be overrun by uh, green, or is it all going to be black and gold? I would hope to see all black and gold, but I would not be surprised if it is at least green jerseys in there. Because, like I mentioned, I do remember seeing the fans at the stadium. I mean, it was great to interact with them, don't get me wrong, but they are a great fan base, and they do have a big traveling group. So I would not be surprised if we see at least 50% of the Leon fans there. No, I agree with you. I mean, look, I mean, let's let's be honest with ourselves here. You know, Los Angeles, San Diego, it's not that far away from the uh, southern border to the Mexican border. I mean, it's an it's an obvious. I mean, how far away is Leon from from the the border uh, to uh, San Diego? From the Mexican border, I believe Los Angeles is only four hours from the border. See. Itself. 
That's like a hop, skip, and a jump. Mm-hmm. And they probably have, and they probably have a lot of fans in the LA area that are also Club Leon fans as well. So we'll see what happens there. But it should be a fun time on Sunday night. Like I said, the Bowanga goal uh, that was needed, or else uh, I think LAFC would have been in big, big trouble heading back home in the second leg. I know, absolutely. I am expecting a great matchup, the, and especially, you know, the LAFC fans bringing the energy as they always do. And, of course, as we've already gone over before with the roster and just kind of seeing what Sharondalo is able to put on the field and what the end result could possibly be. Absolutely. Araceli, thank you for your time again. Hope to have you back on Sunday night uh, for the second leg postgame show. And uh, once again, thank you for joining me and uh, good luck with LAFC on Sunday night. Thank you. I'll see you then. All right. Araceli Villanueva, the heart of LAFC podcast, and uh, you can listen to them every time for LAFC News. Join me right now from FMF State of Mind of SB Nation, the one and only Eugene Rapinski, as he joins me to talk about the amazing first leg Club Leon had over LAFC. Eugene, welcome back. And, you know, we've already talked about how shocked I was that Club Leon has gotten to this point, that they've reached the final. And... What were some of the things you saw in that first leg that makes you feel confident that they could actually win this thing and bring the bragging rights back to Liga MX? Yeah, I thought they were the better team for most of the match. I think even uh, early on, you know, despite showing some signs of rust, I mean, they've been off for a few weeks. I still thought they came out and, and looked better than LA. And um, yeah, I mean, they really outclassed them. For, for most of the game, um, you know, I, I'm sure we'll talk about the disallowed goal for Leon and uh, the, the Bulanga goal. Um, but, you know, I thought they were kind of uh, unfortunate that those two things happened to them and, and really, um, you know, could or should uh, be going back to or be going to Los Angeles up three to nothing, uh, you know. So, yeah, I, I think they were they were top to bottom, just a, a much better, much better team uh, from what they showed. Um, on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Very true. Go ahead and talk about this allowed goal. What makes you think uh, that was the wrong call? Or if maybe it was the right call. But you go ahead and give me your your thoughts. You know, I, I definitely uh, thought that was the, the wrong call. I, I don't know where. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, that's, that's never that's never a, a, a foul. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just. You know, I was I was in shock that that was that, that was called back. I was watching it. And, you know, I'm not I'm not a Leon partisan for by any stretch of the imagination. I was just like, what on earth? Why are they? Where? Why on earth are they not doing this? And I'm like, oh yeah, Conke cap. Like, of course, of course, I would expect that. <laughs> oh yes, it's the obvious answer. We're getting Conke calf. You watch, it's gonna right. happen. Well, no, that's look. I I think you know as well as I do. Conke calf officials are just. Yeah, we're not going to go all the way over there. I don't want to get fined, but uh, <laughs> well, even though they can't find me, but uh, I understand completely where you're coming from, obviously. And unfortunately, at times, referees just don't know how to handle the big moments. That's just the truth. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a reason why John Arnold's blog is called Getting Concacast. I mean, that's, that's a, uh, it's like a running team that anybody in, in our corner of the world knows, knows exactly what that means, so... Exactly. If you if you haven't, uh, it should be in the uh, Webster's Dictionary, you know? 
What does CONCACAF <laughs> mean? Well, here it is in Webster's Dictionary. We, we're just going to add it on. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, I also have to ask you this as well, because I asked this to Araceli Villanueva. Um, do you think Timothy Tillman's comments lit a spark under Club Leon? Because let's be honest, I, I think – I, I mean, if that's what he thinks, keep it to yourself. But the truth is, I, I think we can all agree that Mexican football is a little bit more technical and tactical than some would probably give it credit for. Oh, absolutely. I uh, I cannot imagine what was going through that young man's head when he when he decided to put those comments out in the world. I mean, you know, why on earth would you give your opponent uh, bulletin board material? Uh, you know. Why, why give them any more uh, desire, any more fuel uh, on the fire to want to beat you? Like, I just, I don't understand that. But, uh, you know, Godspeed, man. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, you know, William Tassilo, eighth minute, boy, whoa, that was a hell of a shot. I didn't even expect that ball to go in the back of the net, and he splashes it. It was brilliant. Yeah. That was a that was a great goal. Castillo is one of those guys I always kind of forget about. Just forget about how good he is, and then he pulls something like that off, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, he's he's top quality. Like he's uh, he's there for a reason. No, he really is. And then of course the uh, VAR uh, gifts uh, Club Leon a penalty opportunity. Angel Mena, uh, five minutes inside second half stoppage time. Uh, they call the penalty. He converts it. John McCarthy almost got it. I mean, his hand was just a little bit below the ball, but he almost got it because he guessed right. And um, I, I, did you think that was a penalty, or did you think that was more a defensive position that was unfortunate from LAFC? Um, I thought it was. I thought it was both. Really, I thought it was. You know, it was unfortunate that the, the defender was in that position. But you know, for me, that was the penalty. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like I, you know, like I said earlier, I'm not really a little partisan, um, but I, I, I feel like that one was, you know, I feel like that was a, 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 you get, you get that called a lot. Like that's not, you know, it wasn't just something that was really fluky and you never see called or something like that. That's, uh, I don't know. I feel like that's something that's called all the time. And I thought it was, uh, I thought it was legit. And let me just remind the audience, this is why I have Eugene on because he looks at. Liga MX as a whole, not just because it's Club Leon. He's not a fan. I understand that. It's just a whole. We're getting the honest assessment from this gentleman right here. That's all I want to make sure about. So, but I agree with you. Um, it, it, it's, it was an either or. I, I think it was an either or. I mean, yeah, defensive position, but still though, your your arms got to be down in that position, especially inside yeah. your own area. You can't, you, you can't put yourself in that position where the referee will call something, or if he doesn't get. Or, or even if he doesn't call it, VAR is there, and they're gonna they're gonna spot it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty anything that anything that touches the arm or hand for me, even if it's accidental, even like I feel that that should be a penalty. And I'm sure that there will be people who who will disagree. And uh, that's just always been my my thing because it just makes it that much easier to to call it. Like, did the ball hit hit the person's arm? Yes or no? Like. <laughs> Uh, and and there you have your answer for the penalty. That's that's the way I call it. But you know I'm mm-hmm. I'm not a ref. You know I'm just the guy that writes uh, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> and neither am I. That's why I can point my finger and blame <laughs> at them. But that's just me. <laughs> um, you know the second half. Um, outside of the disallowed goal, 
I mean, I thought it was an excellent second half. I thought both sides were still going for it. You know, obviously, LAFC fighting back to get a goal back into this one. Leon fighting for that third goal, even though the, that third goal was removed uh, by the foul. But then again, they still were fighting for it. And I thought it was going to be 2-0 Leon until, unfortunately, Bowanga puts in that ball to make it 2-1 on aggregate. And now they have the away goal. Um, what was that feeling like from your point of view when you saw Bowanga get that uh, away goal uh, inside second half stoppage time? Um, you know, when I first saw, excuse me, when I first saw it, I really kind of it was a shock, right? It's like, oh my god, like how could they do? How could they do this? How could they kind of let this happen so late in the game? They were they were playing so well, and then you know I watched the, you know watched the replays, and there's like a clear foul leading up to that, and it's like, well. You guys are really on the ball to call something with, with Barr earlier. You know, what happened there? They they took long enough to, to take a look at it, and the referee didn't even bother. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just thought it, my shock kind of turned into different shock, I guess. <laughs> shock upon shock, building up with more shock. I gotcha. <laughs> but... Um... Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you, you you wish the referees up and down CONCACAF would be 10 million times better than what they've showed, unfortunately. And that's the situation we have in front of us right now. Because you know it's not going to be a Mexican, a Mexican referee. It will not be an American referee. It won't even be a, a Canadian referee because I just want to keep anyone from the north. Well, obviously, you know, it can't be USA or Mexico anyway because it's two teams from those countries. And you know, so have, right. have to wait and see what's going to happen in the second leg. But um, if I can ask you this, what are you expecting Club Leon to do over in BMO Stadium in downtown Los Angeles? What do you think the game plan is going to be? Because right now, at the moment, even though they are ahead on aggregate 2-1, the away goal for LAFC is looming very large. Yeah, yeah. and I, I feel like they're going to have to score. I feel like Bacamon is going to tell them to, you know, retain their defensive shape, retain, you know, keep keep an eye on that, but uh, look to counter when they can, you know, and, and they have to be clinical with, with their opportunities. I don't feel like they're going to get a whole lot of opportunities. And if they get one, like, they can't, they can't just waste it, right? Like, you, you can't set somebody up with, like, a great shot and have them put it into the stands because, you know, those are the sorts of chances that you have to capitalize on. I don't think they're going to get a whole lot of them, you know, so they can't they can't waste the ones they do get. So I mean that's that's at least Very, what I yeah. would what I would be telling them. Uh, you know, I can't speak for for Lacamon. You know, I'm not a coach. I'm just a guy who writes sometimes. So, but uh, that's 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 way that's the way I would approach it. You know, just retain retain your defensive shape. Uh, look for the counter, and um, you know, don't waste any opportunities. Let me ask you this. What, what message boards, or at least through social media, uh, when you look at Club Leon fans and supporters, what have they been saying about this run by their club that, I mean, let's be honest, they've never, ever reached, let alone the quarterfinals of the Champions League, that they've been in and out throughout the round of 16 ever since they've been qualifying for the damn thing, and now they're all the way into the final, and they're one leg down and one leg to go. What have Club Leon fans been saying about this run? 
I'm going to be honest, I haven't really been paying too much attention on, on what they've been saying about the run overall. I saw a lot of comments after the match, the last match against L.A., um, you know, some were like, you know, oh, we're, you know, we're, in a good, we're still in a good position. A lot were, you know, I can't believe they, they called that goal off. I can't believe they didn't, you know, they didn't call the foul on the Bulanga goal. Uh, a lot of that stuff. I, I really wish I'd been paying a little bit more attention um, but what I would say to any Leon fans out there is, you know, like like you pointed out, it's you know they've never really gotten this far, and uh, to just enjoy it, you know, they should be proud of their team, kind of no matter what happens, uh, to to get this far. You know, uh, they are they are the, they have proven themselves to be you know the top class in our in our region, and that's. Uh, that's uh, something that they really, you know, should should be uh, should be proud of, especially considering uh, it was what only uh, 10, 10, 11 years ago that they uh, came up from the second division in Mexico. You know, they they've been relegated. They were down in the, in, in the, the segunda for a long time. Finally got back up, and it's like, look at you now. Like you've, you've done good. Like even if you lose, even if uh, things don't go your way on Sunday night, uh, you, know, you should still be proud of where your team is and how, how far they've come. No, very true. And uh, who knows, maybe they'll now be in the upper echelons along with like, uh, you know, Club America and Monterey and Guadalajara and even Santos we'll Laguna. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I think, you know, the goal of this is, is the Club World Cup and to see how you stack up against uh, the Giants from the other, you know, the other continents, the other confederations, uh, you know, and it's always, it's, it, it's, there is no bigger stage, right? Even though, you know, I, I don't know if the Club World Cup is as um, prominent, maybe that's not the right word, but it, it's as uh, glamorous or whatever as, as it should be perhaps, but it is kind of the measuring stick for teams to, to measure themselves against you know the, the giants of Europe and the giants of, of Asia and the giants of Africa. So, um, yeah, you know it'll be it'll be a good experience um, for whomever makes it. You know, very true, very very true. And hopefully, uh, it's going to be uh, some good times. And we should be expecting a hell of a second leg on Sunday night. Uh, once again, it'll be nine o'clock Eastern, uh, six o'clock Pacific, and. Uh, uh, will be he'll be joining Eugene will be joining me and Araceli for post match of the second leg and uh, it should be a lot of fun and uh, Eugene all I can say is thank you very much for joining me tonight can't wait to have you on Sunday night uh, after the match in the second leg and uh, we'll see what happens so you take care and I'll talk to you again soon you do the same thanks for having me it's always a pleasure all right, thank you very much. Once again, Eugene Rapinski from FMF State of Mind of SB Nation as he joins us tonight uh, to talk about that first leg for Club Leon representing Liga MX. So once again, scheduling, uh, the second leg will be this coming Sunday night on June the 4th at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific, live from BMO Field, uh, excuse me, yeah, BMO Stadium, in downtown Los Angeles, and it will be broadcasted both on Fox Sports 1 and TUDN. Uh, So it should be a lot of fun. And, of course, before we say goodnight, let's review or at least preview what will happen in the 2024 CONCACAF Champions League. Already 
the slots are filled for the clubs representing Liga MX. Already you have Pachuca. Now, at the moment, they are either the best champion of Apentura with the higher they are with the higher aggregate in table points in 2022-23 so they'll be going directly into the round of 16 and the rest will be UANL in the 2022-23 Liga MX Clausura Champions with the lower aggregate uh, table points and that is of course UANL Pumas uh Clausura runners up in 22-23 is Guadalajara Chivas. Liga MX Apertura runners up 22-23 is Toluca. Monterrey is the next best club in the 22-23 Liga MX aggregate table. And Club America is taking over that sixth spot. And those five clubs will be entering in the opening round of the 2024 CONCACAF Champions League. Now, let's move on and talk about those clubs that will be battling in the UNCAF Championship Cup. Belize, at the moment, no representation at this point in time. In Costa Rica, it will be Deportivo Saprissa. Aluenza, Herdiano, and Cartagena. In El Salvador, FAS, CD Aguila, and then one more club. We'll wait for that. In Guatemala, Coban Imperial, Comunicaciones, and another club soon to be announced. In Honduras, it'll be Olympia, Real España, Motagua, and Olancho FC. From Nicaragua, Real Esteli, and Diren, uh, Dirangen, if I pronounce that correctly. I hope so. If not, I apologize. Panama, CAI, Sporting San Miguelito, and the next best club. For the Caribbean Cup, the Caribbean Cup, two groups of five. And at the moment, representing Dominican Republic will be Cibao FC. Mocha FC, Club Atletico Pantoja, from Jamaica, we Cavalier, uh, Dunn Beholden FC, and Harborview. Uh, we do not have the Trinidad and Tobago representatives, which will be two. And in the current Caribbean Shield tournament, the top two clubs have not been selected yet uh, towards the end of that tournament. And once we do find out uh, who will represent those Caribbean sides from Trinidad and Tobago and from the Caribbean Shield Tournament, we will inform you and we will see what will happen moving forward for 2024. But I want to thank my guests tonight. I want to thank Araceli Villanueva from the Heart of LAFC podcast and Eugene Rapinski from the FMF State of Mind of SB Nation. We'll have them both for you Sunday night at 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Pacific, here on the Four Seasons Fire American Soccer Show for the CONCACAF Champions League second leg postgame show. And that should be fun, and that should be exciting. So once again, my name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Take care. So long, and bye-bye for now.